If you could only, if you could see me right now. Oh my God. Episode 107, how you doing? It's Finding Subjects Podcast. Should I tell you what I look like right now? I didn't bother, like I'm in the bunker, but there's a little bit of work going on outside the bunker today. So I'm laying here on a bed with a blanket over my head. It's probably like 95 degrees under here and I'm breathing my own carbon monoxide or dioxide or whatever oxide it is. So I'm probably going to pass out momentarily from lack of oxygen to the brain. But this is how we're going to do the show today. So just so you can envision that, I'm under a thick blanket. It's like a uh, comforter, doubled up and then sealed over my head. And all I see is two little red lights saying record and then uh, the digital readout on the Zoom H6 digital recorder. I'm staring at that. Kind of feel like a big kid in the tent right now. Like when we were little kids and we made tents and you hid in the tent, like no one's going to find you. Like no one knows where you're at. I'm not here. And then like it was a big thing, like, mom, can I eat lunch in the tent? Uh, they'd be just like looking at you. Okay. Yeah. Do whatever you want to. And then sometimes you just kind of like, you know, you got the chair with the four legs on the chair. And even though you're under the tent, you can't even go under there. It's even like a, a double tent then. Now it's like secure in case there's an earthquake. You know, you have that part that's not going to hurt you. Anything's going to fall down. It's going to hit that chair. And you're under the chair too. It's the crazy things we do as kids, but I'm doing it right now in my late 50s, laying here under a little tent. Because I don't have a studio and I don't care. <laughs> this is my studio. It's wherever I am, which is cool. So anyway, how you doing? Hopefully you're doing fine and hopefully you can still take me seriously, even though you're envisioning me uh, laying under a tent. <laughs> Listen, man, life is too stinking serious to be too serious, right? That's where I'm at right now. Just uh, contemplating it all. You know, the world's kind of seemingly opening up now. I'm not certain. You know, we're getting different mandates out of Washington that we can now kind of associate with people that have been double vaccinated. However, maybe not on an airplane yet, but maybe, listen, we are walking through all of this blindly, trying to feel our way. It's a learning process. It's what we're all going through. But honestly, God, like you all, I can't wait till it opens all back up. I really miss uh, someone there. Hello? See, I can't see anything when I'm under the tent. Someone could be robbing this place blind and steal my cats, and I wouldn't even know. Could be the cat needing to go to the bathroom. That would be a problem. So I keep trying to do this episode, and it's, uh, it's not getting anywhere. I keep sitting here asking God for some inspiration to talk to you about something. I keep thinking about Psalm 40 for the past three weeks. Psalm 40. I don't have it in front of me to read it to you, but it's interesting because uh, to to kind of put it in, in a simple paragraph or a simple sentence, it's basically about enduring uh, adversity and then wondering, like, what's in store for you? And then you're you're crying out to God, you're asking for help, and God lifts you up and puts you on this rock. And by doing so, gives you a new place, takes you out of the mud and the mire, as they say, puts you on a new place, a, a firm foundation, so you can start all over again. And I believe it also says it puts a new song in your mouth. 
And then you're going to have naysayers say, aha, aha, right? And cast judgment upon you and wish you harm. And all they're saying in Psalm 40 is they're asking God not to forsake them and to always remember them. And so he's waiting patiently. And that's what it's written by David. It's in the Psalms. But that's the whole beginning of it. I waited for the I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He put a new song in my mouth and lifted me out of the mud and mire and set me upon a rock. And I think about that all the time. Because things happen in our lives that we are down, man. Like we are down the lowest we could possibly be. And we don't know what to do, where to turn to overwhelmed by whatever it is that's happening in our lives. It could be happening to somebody we love. It could happy, be happening to ourselves. But it's happening, and we know it's real, and we're overwhelmed by it. We can't think of anything else. Some of us go into prayer and go into conversation and, and talk about these things to God. And I've said it, I think it was the last episode, you know, basically displayed how I how I talk to God. I talk to God just like I'm talking to you right now. Even though I don't see God as a, a person, a human being, it's a it's a being, it's an energy as far as I'm concerned. This all everything. But that's how I try to work things out in my head. But everything has been resonating to this Psalm 40 lately. Um, give me a second. I'm gonna have to read it to you. Let me dig it out. Got to get out of the, climb out of the tent. All right. Man, I didn't realize how early it was today. It is really early. I got up super early. All right. Anyway, let me try to find this. I got notifications coming on that's saying my, it's medicine time. Anybody who's a regular here understand that's happening. But so this uh, keeps popping in. It, it's just really strange how many times it's popped up. Psalm 40, like, where, you know, like in the, I have a Bible app. Well, what would that even pop up for? Like, but it did. And it did a couple times. And you could say, okay, dude, you're like really, really reaching now. But it's popping up. So anyway, so this is d written by David. And this is what it says. Uh, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. You know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to break this down into the 21st century this ancient text, and we're going to talk about this. And, and if hopefully you don't mind me doing this, but those of you who do, I will maybe just turn this off. I don't know what you're going to do, but and maybe if those of you who are interested, you'll you'll get this because it, something happens in adversity to all of us, right? It, we're just not, you know, oh, oh, it's only going to happen to you, Tony, or it's only going to happen to this person. It happens to everybody. And so this is one of those Bible verses that mattered to me back in the day, back when I first got diagnosed, back when I'm trying to understand everything and, you know, looking at myself in the mirror thinking, you know what, I always thought I was a decent human being. I always thought that I was really, uh, excuse me, kind, just, and honest towards people, maybe too much. My buddies are like, dude, you need to lighten up, man, and have a little bit more fun, you know, because I was the last Boy Scout all the time. But... I didn't ever want to screw anybody over or, you know, uh, be the bad guy. 
you know, like I had that different moral compass. And I can't say I re I'm regretful for that, but maybe that it just explains a little bit of how, why I was how I was back in the day. But what I'm getting to is adversity happens to everyone, and this is something these words helped me. So here we go from the beginning. I waited patiently for the Lord. Yeah, I mean, I prayed. I'm like, I, I need help. I can't even understand what is going on in my life right now. Like, please, hopefully this is a joke. Like, this cannot be happening. You know, I just went through the five years of school. Um, you know, I finally became a mechanic. I'm making great money now. I just bought a house. We have a 13-month-old daughter, and my wife's six months pregnant. And suddenly, this is happening. Like, folks, I'm going to tell you, I almost lost it. I'm going to be straight up with you. I was wondering, would the Walt Whitman Bridge or the Commodore Barry Bridge be higher and easier to access? I thought that way. I thought that way for about a week. And why I did, because how was I ever going to be able to afford and give my wife and kids what they deserved and what they needed in, in financial aspects? And here's the most important thing about that, and that's embarrassing for me to share that with you, but it's true. But it's also simultaneously the last thing I ever wanted to do because I loved my family so much. And I love my daughter so much and this new baby that I've been talking to for six months in, in the womb, in my wife's stomach and playing Mozart for, I want to see that kid. I want to be with that kid. I want to be around. I wanted to be around. So that's when I started talking to somebody, straight my head out to make sure that I was thinking correctly. I mean, I went to the point where I was actually going around to certain people and like saying, listen, man, can you do me a favor? If I'm not around, can you please talk to my kids and, and tell them who I was and what kind of guy I was? And they're like looking at me like, what? Like, this is not good. And, and I, there, there are certain people I talk to that way. And I thank them for being there. But this is what happens sometimes when you are really feeling down. And I'm going to just tell you from a personal standpoint, if you ever get there where your life feels like it's totally shredded and you got nothing going on or no one that cares or nothing to do, I beg you, pick up the suicide hotline and talk to somebody. They're waiting for you on the other end of the phone. Or pick up the phone of a professional counselor and make an appointment and go talk to somebody. Absolutely the best thing I ever did in my entire life. Because I had to go out and ask for help. Me, Mr. Always Be There for Other People, I couldn't ask anybody for something. I still have that weird problem about accepting things from people. I'm a giver, not a taker. And it's just something I had to get over with. But I literally opened the phone book and I went down and I looked for the closest person that was near me. And that ended up being a she. And to be able to sit there and to talk to somebody about this, it was awkward. But you ever have that cold feeling of fear 
that it just overcomes you, it encapsulates you, and you're just like, you're freezing cold from fear and from anxiety, and, and you're depressed, and you need to talk to somebody. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've done it. I still do it. I changed my life completely. I'm still learning how to be normal. I thought being anxious about different things, we lived up, we lived in a, I'm going to say it, a tumultuous household. It's a lot going on. I was always on edge. I escaped through music, going in my room, putting the headphones on, picking up the Dan Electric guitar with one string and escaping that way. being out of the house all day long. It's not that I didn't love my parents. It's not that I didn't love my family. We just had a lot going on. And it was tense. And so in that way, uh, I looked up above my bed and I see this cross hanging there. And I'm like, I don't understand this guy. What's more, I need to know a little bit more about this guy. And, uh, you know, this the statue, picture of Jesus and a crucifix. A, not a picture of it, but an actual plastic crucifix. And so my began my so began my my journey to understand faith. And if it was true, is God really always listening to us? How can that be? Can't even see the dude. Like, how can he be all knowing and all powerful? Like, this is like ridiculous. And then he rises to the dead, like a ghost. He just rises up the, from the dead. Uh, I don't get this, any of it. Then the more I read, the more I read, the more I tried to understand, and, and maybe I didn't take things so literally, and then I, maybe in my own way I learned, maybe that's wrong, maybe that's right, but whatever it was, it found myself, I found myself having a conversation with this everything, this God. So back to that first sentence, I waited patiently for the Lord, and I did, I, and I, I prayed, God, I don't know what's happening here. What are you taking everything away from me? These kids this little baby and this unborn baby and my wife, they don't deserve any of this. Help me understand what's going on. And to compound the problem, when you're experiencing a physical adversity, well, your mental state is going to get exasperated tenfold. So if you've got any underlying issues happening there, it's coming out, man. And, the, and so it was with depression and anxiety. Like, what happens with that? Why do we have that? Does that mean you're a weak individual, that you're a weak person, that you're less than anyone else? You know how many people experience depression and anxiety? Millions. It's not like you're a freak. You're just unique. You're you. It's the same with me. Didn't understand it. I thought that was a normal. I thought that was normal to feel that way. Until you get on to a little bit of medicine that like calms you down. You see, this is a physical uh, thing that's happening. It's a chemical reaction. It could be a slight imbalance in, in, our, in our, uh, our levels of serotonin. And maybe sometimes it takes a professional to say, dude, it's not like there's something wrong with you. It's like, this might really help you. And I fought that tooth and nail. Because to me, that's a weakness of taking no medicine. As willing as I was to go and sit, 
was as willing as I was to say, nope, don't need it. It took 20 years for me to say, you know what? I can't do all this on my own. And then, bam, suddenly, normal happened. Now, it's not that I don't still worry about my heart problem. You know, those problems are still there. Your anxiety is still there. Your depression is somewhat still there, but not as amplified. However, it makes it easier to take care of things. It makes it easier to understand, well, I get that. I know what I'm doing that for. You know, identify other little problems like maybe even eating out of stress. You know, these things sound weak to everybody, right? How about like hitting the bottle or going to drugs? I didn't do any of those, but that's why people do that to cope, you know, with things that are, that are bothering us. We had issues at home. We had tension at home. You know, my coping was just to feel nervous, to feel a little anxious and to feel bummed out about all that and to escape into my music. And that's why I love music so much. So I waited patiently for the Lord because I did. And I prayed hard, man. Like, please help me out of the situation. Please help my children and my wife. They don't deserve this. Then the next sentence is, uh, he turned to me and heard my cry, which is a beautiful thing. But that means to me that he heard me. Out of the billions of people on this earth, I pray to God and, and he heard me. And things started happening in my life where it almost seemed miraculous. Uh, just I was getting great care. Financially, things started working out. You know, I didn't have to sell the home, didn't have to go on uh, welfare. Like a lot of little crazy things that you worry about. And then I realized, and just even the realization of it feeling a little bit better, going to get some help and talking to somebody and just understanding that, listen, finances aren't everything. For the first time in your life, you actually have to ask for help. And that's a big problem for you. So he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. To me, that's all the help that I received in those first five, 10 years of support from people who love and care about me and my family, people that wanted to help me out and just try to get through this. And that's a process but especially from the medical end of it, you know, my cardiologist and, and my doctor who I talk to. Yeah, man. Lifesavers. If you only knew how kind these people were, how understanding. And they got it. I mean, they understand where I'm coming from. Am I weak? Am I weak now? I mean, that you know this stuff about me? It doesn't really matter, and I don't mean this in a rude way, what you think. It matters what I think. But most importantly, it matters that if you are experiencing anything like this and anything of a magnitude like that, I need you to understand you're not alone, man. Mr. Hockey player here. Mr. You know, let's go lift weights. Let's go, uh, you know, do some karate. Let's go climb. Whatever you, I'll match you. Whatever. You know, back in the day. And I'm not only match you, I'm going to win. I'm going to beat you, Mr. Competition in everything. that make me weak? Hey, man, <laughs> if you think so, I, I can't help you with that. But I've never been stronger. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. What's that mean, Tone? Isn't this something? 
I, I never knew what it meant. I never knew, never really gave it much thought. I, I, I used to think, yeah, it's funny. I used to sing in a band. And then um, 10, 20 years later, when I find myself praying about this concept that I have in my head about uh, doing a podcast, like what is a podcast? You talk about stuff. Well, what do you talk about? The biggest problem for me, what do I talk about? What can I talk about? What am I worthy of talking about? And my doctor said, what are you trying to justify uh, credentials with in your ability to talk about anything? You're an expert in your own life, and that's what you talk about. And I looked at her, I'm like, man, you're, you're, you're so right. I am, I'm going to tell you something. I am so happy. It's one of the best things that ever happened in my life to meet her and then have this woman just help me get back on path, on that journey through life and not miss things and to understand and, and just check me all the way. Like, yep, you're doing good. It's perfect. And I put these little tasks in front of me. You're, you're the hardest working person I have because I want to get, you know, to the point where like understanding it all and appreciating it all. And I am, and I'm there. So he puts a, a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. What, could that possibly mean? I'm taking things literally here because I kind of can. And suddenly I have this crazy, crazy notion to do a podcast. And suddenly here I am doing a podcast. And then again, what do you talk about? Talk about what you know. What do I know? I certainly know adversity. I certainly know how to uh, be a father, be a husband, to work hard to be a hockey coach, to be a brother, again, a father, a husband, a friend. Do I share that? Do I share these adversities that most, uh, a lot of men won't talk about for fear of uh, being labeled as weak? Yeah, good luck with that. I don't care. I listen to shows where, where guys are operators, man. Special Forces, former Navy SEALs, recon, these guys, special forces, and they will tell you they talk to therapists. Next line. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. I'm that guy. I'm one of them. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. You know how easy that is? I am so thankful that I try to walk that path. I don't, I don't care about labels. I don't care about the modern world. I don't care what someone on TV has to tell me. I don't care about the TV networks. I understand that, you know, personally to me, it's all controlled. It, they're plugging in exactly what we're supposed to be or what they want us to, to listen to, their mantra. I don't, I don't care about any of that. I'm good with just not, not even watching television. I'll listen to music but I don't have to listen to what the artists say. Is that what that means? Does not look to the proud, to those who turn to aside to false gods? What could your false god be? Alcohol, drugs, sex, sins of the flesh. What is it? Take your medicine, Tony. Yeah, we know. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done. 
the things you plan for us. The things you plan for us. What's he got planned for you? What's he got planned for me? Is this a plan, this podcast thing, talking to you right now? I don't know. I'm going with the flow. I prayed about it. It was this uh, feeling deep inside that I'm like, I got to I got to pursue this. I don't know. This is all part of my journey. It's not only about the destination. It's about every day getting up and trying to get in touch with what you're supposed to be doing here. And that's my struggle every day. Feeling of a purpose. Uh, having a meaning to be here. Not living a slothful, wasteful, purposeless life. Mattering a little bit? And is that pretentious to hope for that? I don't know. I hope not. Okay. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Absolutely. I didn't have anything to give other than myself, right? And he got me listening. He certainly got my attention. And would you say God gave me that heart problem, that adversity? Is that a God-given thing? Does God do that to people to wake them up? We say that all the time. How could God let those types of things happen to people and hurt them? Yesterday, I watched The uh, the Pianist. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that movie. It's t- absolutely disturbing. And, and you might say, oh, why would you watch it? I don't understand it. Just to see the Nazis and what they did to the Jews and how they treat these people. And then I, I was saying myself throughout the movie, why would God let something like this happen to these people? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't have the answer to any of this. Then I said, here I am, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. Is it? Is my name written in some kind of scroll? I, I don't know if that's a literal thing or how to understand that, but maybe that's maybe he knows about me. Maybe that's what it is. Again, going back, maybe he actually can hear my thoughts and my prayers. Uh, next part, I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is written within my heart. I can honestly say that's true. I've tried my entire life about the most difficult thing I've ever done in my entire life as well because I fail daily on that one. I fail when I curse like a sailor. <laughs> it's just I fail. We all fail. Come on, guys. You see that absolutely beautiful woman walking down the beach in a bikini? Here's a failure. <laughs> you could say, I'm just appreciating God's creations. Nice move. But, you know, listen, get what I'm talking about. It's also being human, and God understands that. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. Is the great assembly here among everyone doing this right now? Micro. Am I proclaiming your saving acts right now by talking to all you out there? I do not seal my lips, Lord. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. It's kind of happening right now, me talking to you. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. Just did that. Continue to do it. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. You all out there are the great assembly. And... I think by me reading, they should get where I'm coming from. Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles without number surround me. 
and they do all of us. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. Sometimes we are blind to our faith. We get so caught up in the world and the things of, the, of life that we can't, we forget about it. We all do it. They are more than the hairs on my head and my heart fails within me. And my heart fails within me. That's interesting, isn't it? My heart fails within me. And thankfully, my heart has seemed stable lately. That's part of my prayers. Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. May all who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, aha, aha, be appalled at their own shame. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, the Lord is great. And to wrap it up, but as for me, I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. You are my God. Do not delay. So there it is. Do we sacrifice ourselves in that way as human beings and walk the face of the earth in order to serve God? That's something I think about because I, 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 I'll tell you I'm all in, but are we all all in? We'll go to church on Sunday. We'll go on Easter. We go on Christmas. We give the presents for Christmas. We get the Easter baskets and all that type of stuff. But do we take the time to even read something simple like that, that we can actually apply to our current lives. I just took something that was written probably two or 3,000 years ago. I'm not sure when the book of David was written. However, you see how that easily transposed right into current day, my situation actually, which you can plug that into your situation. So basically you, you're dealing with an adversity and you're asking for help. You're asking for God to help you out. How many of us, isn't this interesting, you know, when facing death or when facing a such an adversity in our lives or the lives of our families or someone that we love, take the time to say a prayer? Well, what are you doing there? You're doing Psalm 40. You're asking for some help. God, please hear me. Please lift us out of this mud and mire that has bound us down, stuck in this hole, <coughs> excuse me, and help us out put us on some firm place where we can we can get it together. We need your help. Please don't delay. Please hear me. That's what it's about. Psalm 40. This is why 107 couldn't get off the ground. Because Psalm 40 needed to be talked about. I get it. You could say, hey, dude, you're off your rocker. Okay. Well, hang out with me. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> and I want to thank you for being here. Because, uh, listen, man. I just tell it like it is, and I'm sharing things, uh, you know, very personal things. But you know, what are you going to do? Who cares? But I'm going to tell you right now, the Tony now is not the Tony 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago or 30, 40 years ago. The Tony now is in tune, man. I'm in tune, right in tune, just like the Who song. I'm in tune to everything of this world and of my spirituality appreciating my family, appreciating my friends, appreciating the ability to be able to sit here right now 
and somehow compile words that hopefully make some sense to you in the hopes that whatever you're going through in life, small, large, might not be you, might be your family members, whatever it is, you got some help happening on the other side. You just have to ask for it. Check out Psalm 40. I'm telling you, it's, it's deep. It, apply it to your own life. It's deep. Hey, going to wrap it. I hope you find something in here that you can use. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Thanks a lot for listening. Thank you for having patience. Listen, I'm going to beg you. Go to, go to findingsubjects.com. I don't know why I go do those voices. Does anybody else, uh, if they have uh, Comcast or I don't know if the other uh, cable providers are doing it, are you talking to your remote? Does anybody else like say like uh, Flyers game or, or, you know, whatever you want to watch, you know, like forged in fire. Like it's, and then see if you can trick it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a weird thing, man. I'll break into a different voice just to see if it understands me or a different accent. It always understands me. You know, what are you going to do? It's listening probably to every word we say. Who knows? But just goofy stuff, man. You know, you still got to find the happiness in uh, the day's grind, right? Have a fantastic day. Please go to findingsubjects.com. Sign up, man. Anytime I post something, we could talk about it. You'll get a little email, email notification. And then just come over and hang out and comment on the show or, you know, just get involved. It's a cool place. Got cool people. And trust me, there's no uh, nobody out of line there. If they are, I boot them because I'm the king. It's my, it's my, uh, it's my domain. <laughs> it's a safe place. Come on over. Hang out. Findingsubjects.com. Thank you very much for being here, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. See you. Bye.